0: Dear friends in Christ, in their accounts of the ascension of the Lord into heaven, both St. Mark and St. Luke present the event as the scene of the Great Commission, when Christ charged his disciples to go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel. They had only to await the baptism of the Holy Spirit, who would come on the day of Pentecost and impart to the disciples the power of God's divine love. After Jesus' ascension and the coming of the Holy Spirit, Mark reports that the disciples went forth and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word through accompanying signs. The Lord's ascension marked the conclusion of his earthly life. Lifted up to heaven by a cloud, a sign of the divine presence, Jesus has taken his seat at the right hand of God. The human nature which Christ assumed and purified by his death and resurrection is fully exalted, fully glorified in heaven. With his ascension, the Lord Jesus Christ has taken possession, so to speak, of the kingdom of heaven. It is this kingdom that through faith has a claim on us and should be of first importance in our lives. This was the point the Lord made to the disciples when they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? In his answer, Jesus told the disciples not to be concerned with the details of the future. The times are seasons, as Jesus said, which come and go according to the Father's will and include the rise and fall of earthly kingdoms and earthly power. Instead, Jesus told them that they would receive true and lasting power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It is that power, the power of the kingdom of heaven, which will enable the disciples to be Christ's witnesses to the ends of the earth. Dear brothers and sisters, every disciple in every age of the church has received the commission to spread the gospel to everyone. The Church exists in order to proclaim Jesus Christ crucified, risen, and ascended as Lord and Savior. Today we are living in a period in which renewal of the faith and a recommitment to discipleship is greatly needed. We are in the time of the new evangelization called for by St. Pope John Paul II and affirmed by Popes Benedict and Francis. It is a time to reflect both on what we believe, the content of the Catholic faith, as well as the meaning and significance the faith has in our lives. In other words, each of us needs to ask, what does being a Catholic mean for the actions that I take and the decisions I make in my life? And how can I exercise the commission that Christ gave me to go and proclaim the gospel. The gospel says that the Lord worked with the disciples and confirmed the word through accompanying signs. Evangelization is above all a work of God the Holy Spirit. But he works with us and through us. That's really a wonder to think about. The new evangelization, my friends, is not, seems to me, primarily about looking for a new and effective program in the church. Rather, it is about our celebrating and living every day our Catholic identity. It is about our celebrating and living, living every day our Catholic identity. It is about living every day the joy of Christ risen. The joy of knowing that the gospel is true the joy of having the hope of everlasting life. It is allowing God to accompany us to share our lives so that through us He reveals the signs that confirm the Word. In order to be effective, the universal church's efforts at a new evangelization must be embraced, take root, and flourish in the domestic church that is the family. The church's renewal begins with the renewal of the Christian family. Every family, every family, has an important role in the work of evangelization. The Christian family fulfills its prophetic role by welcoming and announcing the Word of God. Imbued with the grace of the sacrament of marriage, spouses and parents welcome the gospel, And with the obedience of faith, they recognize the great dignity they have in being called to be icons of Christ in the sacrificial love they share with one another. God, who called the couple to marriage, continues to call them in marriage. In and through the events, problems, difficulties, and circumstances of every day, God comes to them revealing and presenting the concrete demands of their sharing in the love of Christ for his church, in the particular familial, social, and ecclesial situation in which they find themselves. By meeting the demands of the gospel, the family proclaims the gospel and allows the Holy Spirit to confirm the word through signs, namely, the family's choices and actions. Parents perform an important service to the church and to the world by carrying out their responsibility to educate their children, above all, in matters of faith and Christian living. The catechetical programs of the parish are an important help in this regard, but the parent's role is irreplaceable and as such is an incentive for families to be constantly and intensely evangelized. The family can perform a type of missionary activity when a member of the family does not have the faith or does not practice it consistently. The other members must give him or her a living witness of their own faith in order to encourage him or her along the path, along the path towards full acceptance of Christ the Savior. And in their concern to evangelize, Christian families are called to foster missionary vocations. And they can do so through a variety of ways. Perhaps they themselves can participate in missionary work at home or abroad. You know, I've known people personally who have taken on missionary work. I mean, there was a woman in my parish many years ago who actually applied to Catholic relief services and wound up being a missionary working for them in Eastern Europe. And I was so pleasantly surprised when a nephew of mine, totally unexpected, said that he was joining Focus and he was sent three years he's been as a missionary at uh, MIT up up in Massachusetts. There's all various ways of being missionary. And of course, to be a missionary you don't necessarily have to leave home. There's missionary work to do here in Loudoun County. So, you know, a variety of ways to be a missionary. Families can encourage missionary vocations among their own sons and daughters, especially as a priest or consecrated religious brother or sister. Third, they can financially support the missionary works of the church. And lastly, of course, all of us should pray for the missions and those who work for them. Just think of all the missionaries, There are many who are in the Holy Land right now, which is in the state of conflict, armed conflict. All of the family's evangelizing efforts begin and end, as we know, with the Lord Jesus Christ. The renewal of the family requires an ever-deepening family spirituality. This means that the family should grow in its prayer life. Family prayer is prayer offered in common. Married couples should pray together, And so should parents and children. The object of family prayer is the various circumstances of family life. Joys, sorrows, hopes and disappointments, births and birthday celebrations, wedding anniversaries, departures, you know, somebody leaves home, separations and homecomings, important and far-reaching decisions, the deaths of those who are dear, and on and on and on. So parents then have the responsibility to educate their children in prayer. Indeed, the concrete example and living witness of parents is fundamental and irreplaceable in educating their children to pray. Only by praying together with their children can a father and mother penetrate the innermost depths of their children's hearts and leave an impression that the future events in their lives will not be able to be effaced. That impression is of a living Catholic faith. There should be greater study of the Scriptures and the Catechism by parents as well as by their children as they are able. Prayer, study, and reflection then must lead to action. And the various works of the family should lead the family back to prayer. And this is not... A mere pious sentiment. It describes the situation of the disciples in the early church. The disciples grew in holiness, peace, and happiness. And isn't that what we want for all of our families? Holiness, peace, and happiness. Dear friends, the ascension of Jesus Christ is the sign of humanity's return to God. That movement is enabled by Christ's death and resurrection. By God's design, the return of each one of us to the one who made us begins, is guided, and we should say, or we could say, is launched from within the Christian family. The Christian family begins, is supported, and flourishes within the Catholic Church. Like the first disciples, with the power of the kingdom of heaven, Let us strive to do all we can to bring the joy of our faith everywhere we go.